Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. We are Compassion and we're releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Amazing. Can we honour and love and celebrate the work of Compassion? April, would you come and join us? I'm going to give this to you. We're really looking forward to hearing the heart of all you are doing as a ministry and it's a privilege to have you here with us today. We have been able to contribute a donation in the last few weeks of $3,000 to the mums and bubs of Indonesia. And so we love you. Thank you, church. But I'm going to hand over to April to, um, to lead us through this morning. And so come on, why don't you welcome her one more time. Thank you. And good morning. What a beautiful church that you get to be a part of. And it is my absolute honour to be here. I was actually born in Canberra. But I moved and did all my school years in Wollongong and I feel like I came home this weekend. And we've had every season. I arrived on Friday, so I had a good summer day in Canberra. Then on Saturday, got a bit cooler and then today, just freezing cold. So I've had all the seasons, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming today. I believe that today is going to be a special Sunday for you whether this is your first time coming to church or whether you come every week. I really believe that today I'm from Sydney, but I believe that God has brought me here obviously to talk about compassion and I'm passionate about compassion. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I get to not just be a part of it and be a sponsor myself with my family, but also that I now get to work at compassion and be a part of just furthering the kingdom and the work of what God is doing. But can I say thank you too to your pastors? You are very spoilt. Do you know that? I think you've got two of the very best right here and an amazing team. Can we give them all a big hand? And Ken, thank you. That was just incredible. You are an incredible man and I just felt grateful to sit and to receive from your I felt I was going to say your education this morning. I, I felt schooled and I enjoyed the moment, but your wisdom. So thank you for taking that time. But I want to talk today about where Jesus started in the Great Commission, where he, you can stay or go. Sorry, do you want to sit down? You can choose your own adventure. <laughs> I don't mind either way. But I want to start with Jesus because that's always a good place to start in um, Matthew 28, verse 19. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. But it's going to come up on the screens and it says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, if I'm going to be honest, I highlight love heart, the last part. He's going to be with me always to the end of the age. And I love that and I embrace that. But sometimes the the challenge for me can be the go. The challenge can be of am I going to go? Am I, am I going to just be in my own comfortable space and get, get in that little comfortable space or am I going to go? And you know what I love is that compassion 
is a part of being the answer to 385 million children that are in poverty. And over the last 70 years of compassion, and that's one of the things I love about compassion, is the longevity of making a decision to do this one thing, to help children, and to see children, see their lives get out of poverty. And so over those 70 years, Two million, over two million children have been impacted. And, you know, we celebrate today, we can go with 80, but my numbers say 98 children have been sponsored through C3 Monash. Children free out of poverty in Jesus' name. And that is worth celebrating. And so I want to say thank you. And if today you are a sponsor, um, and you sponsor children. Actually, last night I um, have been sponsoring our child. Um, her name is Zamira. We've been sponsoring for a very long time. She's now 19 and in her first year of university. So we got one of the ones that continue on, which is fantastic. But actually, last night I got on and, and did a letter to her because I realised, oh gosh, I haven't written a letter for a long time. And, uh, but I want to thank you if you've been sponsoring, if you've been writing letters, if you've been connecting. It is an incredible commitment that you have made. And so today I say thank you for all that you've done. And, um, you know, we as a church, we're focused, like we've already mentioned, on lots of projects. But within Compassion, one of the projects, well, the project that we focus on is Indonesia. And uh, they've got actually some stats here about Indonesia. 800, sorry... 87% are Muslims. Over 3 million children are trapped in child labour. And over 730,000 Indonesians are in slavery. And I read these stats and I hear about it and I've been to Indonesia myself. We love to go there. And you see the poverty firsthand. You see this sense of people being stuck. And I was thinking for myself, you know, I, I, I myself have identified with feeling stuck. Maybe in a circumstance in my life, maybe a situation. I don't know if you've ever felt stuck. I'm well aware today some are stuck in a medical diagnosis. Maybe stuck in a tension of a relationship or a marriage or a friendship that has broken up. Maybe financial struggles where you feel stuck. I always remember a visual image for me when we were, as a family, we took our kids over to um, Europe, and my husband is a man of adventure, and I am not a woman of adventure. I like to just stay calm and just chill out and sit by the pool and go to the beach. Anyone else married to the opposite partner? Yes, I pray for you. <laughs> so my husband gets excited. We're in Europe, and he says, we're going to go up to the, to the Alps. Now, I need you to know, not only do I not necessarily like adventure, I also have a deep fear of heights. Not one of those casual, oh, I feel uncomfortable. I feel like a body-trembling, absolute panic-stricken feeling when I am in heights. Now, some of you adrenaline junkies are like, oh, you live a boring life. This is also my husband. He loves adventure. He loves the more he can be at the heights of everything. And so anyway, we, off we go. I'm a little bit unaware of what I'm walking into. But he takes us on a gondola. Sounds beautiful, sounds romantic, sounds lovely. Except it is not lovely, it is not romantic, it is absolutely terrifying. 
And we're up, we go up one gondola and we get to this beautiful, you know, it's picturesque. I feel like I'm stuck in the movies of, you know, the, the sound of music and this is just lovely. But then he says, we're going up again. And I already found the first part difficult, but I calmed myself down. And my 17-year-old son is also scared of heights. And so we, we live to encourage each other. And <laughs> so then we go up, but this time it's just a straight peak. But not only that, we're sitting in this tiny little gondola. You're like not even a drop in the ocean. It's tiny. And all of a sudden, it's not just going up anymore, but it is going between two peaks. So we're just floating in the air. And my worst nightmare happens. My son, only a couple of minutes before, had said, what do we do if this stops? And I'm like, don't, don't even say that. That's not going to happen. We are not going to stop. Everything is okay. And in my head, I'm like, oh, God, are you real? Are you here? If you're here, save us. And then you know what happens, don't you? It's terrifying. But when a gondola in the middle of nowhere stops, what you need to understand, it's like a plane falling because the rope takes the strain so it not only stops but it starts dropping and going up and swaying in the wind. My son is beside himself. I am also beside myself, but I'm the mum and I'm rubbing his back. He's sweating. It is the worst moment for someone who is scared of heights. In that moment, all I could think about, we're powerless, I can do nothing. We are in the most vulnerable space of my life. And I'm thinking, God, I don't want to die like this. <laughs> I know that sounds dramatic. And you, if you love adrenaline, are thinking you are living the dream. <laughs> and I said to my son, don't worry, Judah. Somebody is coming. Somebody is going to press a button and we're going to go off. I literally, I'm telling him a story of what's happening on the other line. Someone's tripped over and they have to stop it because they've tripped and they can't get out. I'm just making up any stories I can possibly imagine of why on earth. And of all the places we could have stopped. But you know what happened, don't you? I'm here today to tell the story. We were fine. You know why? Because someone came along did what we couldn't do and pressed go again. And on we went. And I told my husband, I love you, but I hate you. And you know, we had to go back down, don't you? Yeah, we won't talk about that today. But you know what I realised in that moment? All of us at times in our lives, we get stuck to the point where we actually need someone else to intervene. Maybe you're powerless to change it yourself. And I think about what we do with compassion and what we're a part of. Actually, oh, this is my family, sorry. That's my husband, Nathan, married for 21 years this month. I know, I can't believe it either. Okay, then underneath this is my two children. Ava is 15, Judah is 17. This is not a very good photo of us, but that's what I could find last night. This is actually the Alps and then this is a picture, but I mean, it doesn't do it justice but you know what, today, as a part of what we're doing, I believe that all of us get to step in and we get to intervene and we get to make a way. The Bible actually talks about a story where a man was stuck 
And maybe some of you are familiar with this story, but can we turn to Luke chapter 10? This is talking about the Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan was stuck in his ways. He was stuck in this moment. Jesus is telling this parable and it says this, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and when he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. And a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to the inn to take care of him. The next day, he took out his two denarii and gave his money and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And then when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Which of these, Jesus said, was a neighbour? Which one of these went, as as we started with, and, and went into all the world, to go into all the world? And he says, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And so today... It's a simple analogy in the Bible. It's an illustration of what does it mean to go? And I want to tell you today that I haven't always been perfect at going. You know, I would never, rem- I'd never forget a story of a local in my own area. And there was a sign up on our uh, local cafe that said, um, raising money, a GoFundMe for our daughter with leukaemia. And I remember walking past that and thinking, I must do something. I'm going to call at that time I was a pastor in our area and I said, I, in my head I'm thinking I'm going to call and I'm going to say I'm a pastor and we can help and we're going to be praying for your daughter and, and I just really felt a prompting to do something significant for this family. And, but you know, the truth is I reasoned it out. Oh, they'll think I'm weird. You know, these weird Christians trying to come after us or, you know, and I, and I got busy in my own life, did my own thing. And it was a couple of weeks later... I did nothing. And then I find out they actually were my next door neighbours. They lived in the apartment block next to me and I remember she came out on the balcony one day and she's got a full um, turban on her head and she's very sickly and just a young girl. And I remember looking out of my window and thinking, God, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I missed it. Now, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to go over that day and apologise to the family and say, I knew I, I knew I needed to do something when I saw your family and I'm so sorry that I didn't. And, you know, I, I simply took over a loaf of bread. The father just started weeping. And he said, oh, we can't take this. And I'm thinking in my mind, it's a loaf of bread. It's the least I could do for you in this situation and you know over the next couple of weeks we were able to minister and I want to encourage you today you know we're going to talk about going global but I actually love too that the message of Jesus here about going is also local there's people sitting right next to you that might need an encouragement mums who have just had a baby that might need a meal might seem nothing but it's life-changing for people sometimes a smile to our coffee barista remembering their name is life-changing for people. 
You know, my daughter, I love that the kids are in here today too. My daughter, first day of preschool, I send her and uh, one of the little girls comes running up to me and she's smiling from ear to ear, eyes beaming at me. And she says, today I met Ava. And I said, I'm so glad you're new friends. Thinking, you know, this is just amazing. Ava's got one friend. That's fantastic. We can do one friend. And she says to me, and do you know what Ava told me about? And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Here we go. Ava could be telling her anything at this moment. But she says, she told me about Jesus and I didn't know him. And I'm like, what on earth? Here is my... Then four-year-old daughter teaching me that it's the practical local things of going that actually change people's lives. And she looked at me and she just said, I am so happy Ava told me. And, you know, today maybe it's just someone in our world that needs it. And and obviously we're going to look at this locally, but I also want to talk about going global. And probably the thing that excites me too, that we get to not just do it here locally, but also to make a difference right around the world. And we're going to watch a little testimony. Actually, it goes for four minutes, so stay awake. It's very impacting. But my own compassion child is Zamira, and I think they've got a picture of Zamira here. And I just wanted to read you the little start of the letter. This is the last letter she wrote to us. How are you? I hope you are healthy and protected by God. How are your days, Ava and Judah? Because my kids went and sponsored. We were at a service exactly like this and they went up to the desk and sponsored Zamira. So they write to her. Ava, I was happy to hear about your dream to make your own brand of fashion and cosmetics. I don't know that she wrote that, but anyway. I am proud of that. Actually, I am so happy to write a letter to you now. I am 19 years old now and I am always with... And you, you are always with me to support my activities and my dream. Thank you for all your supports for me until this age. I love you all so much. And I'm just so impacted that I can have an impact on a girl. She's also in Indonesia, Zamira, in our family. And that our little local Sydney life can impact and change someone else's life. And so would you just turn to the screens now and watch this little testimony that I think is really going to bless you. Amen. It's powerful, isn't it? We're going to pray. You know, today I'm going to be at the back of the, of the auditorium here. And I just would ask I, if, if you can respond. I believe all of us today can respond in some way. And if that's just to pray, then I want to say thank you for your prayers. And I know many of you have been praying and have committed to praying for a long time. And, and I know those prayers make a difference. So Kids who feel stuck that actually will be released from poverty in Jesus' name because we stood in the gap and we said we will go. And uh, or if today you can sponsor, if you already sponsor one, maybe you want to sponsor another. I know business people who love to sponsor a whole bunch. I don't know where you're up to. But I'm going to believe today that whatever it is that God is prompting you to respond, that more than anything you will know that he's going to encourage you in your walk of going today. So would you close your eyes and let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for these amazing people. We thank you that Sunday in and Sunday out, we don't just come because of habit or routine, although we do, but we come because we want to meet with you. And today you're meeting with every single one of us, those that feel distant and not enough. 
And those of you that have intimately walked with you every day this week, I thank you that you want to meet all of us individually where we're at. For those that do feel stuck today in their situations, I want to pray for a miracle in their life, for health, for a change in relationships, for children to be well, even loved ones who are at home today. We pray for them, God. We pray for peace and your love to surround our homes and our communities. And Father, we pray for these children that we get to bless today. We ask that you would cover them with your love and protection. And Father, we thank you that we get to be a part of your mission on earth today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, thank you, church. Thank you for having me. Link to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.